Hey, good morning. I am checking in with you guys. It is mid-June. Um, no, actually it's July. Look, where have I been? Um, so we are six months, seven months into the year already. Um, and I just wanted to do a check-in um, just to see how everyone is doing. Um, it has been crazy, crazy busy, but um, I always try to check in with you guys. I always try to essentially just give you whatever gems I got, whatever I've been learning or experiencing or seeing. Um, and so something that was really on my mind today to talk about was really understanding when it's time to leave an organization. So um, I recently left an organization that I was at and joined another organization. Um, it is more of a leadership role. Um, my previous role was a little bit more like middle management kind of role, but this is a full-blown leadership role. Um, and as you guys know, it is extremely important to me that we encourage minority nurses to get into leadership. Like that is my absolute passion is just making sure that we are encouraged and motivated and prepared to step into these roles. And sometimes it's not always about the degree. It's not always about your experience. It's about kind of these soft skills, some of the things that you just don't know until you go through. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's not so natural to know how to navigate these situations. And so um, I really just hopped on today to just hit a couple of pointers on knowing when to leave an organization. Or a company. Um, so the first thing is, you know, I always go back to burnout because burnout is a really big driver of us wanting to leave. And until you can get a grasp on your burnout, then you will forever be job hopping. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, but burnout follows you because it's not just the job. It's also how you are coping with the job. And so until we get some positive kind of coping mechanisms in place, we will forever leave an organization when it overwhelms us, right? And that may not always be the solution. So if you were overwhelmed during the pandemic, you know, you may have had to decide, hey, do I want to switch jobs? Hey, do I want to leave the nursing career overall? Or is, is this just a season and I just need to learn how to cope in this season? Um, so that's one of the things that I will say is know how to get a grasp on your burnout. If you're tired, take some time off. Um, if you don't have a plan, do not leave. And I say that unless you are in some type of danger, right? Like it's a unsafe environment or if it's a toxic environment that's really impacting your mental health, but if you can take a vacation, if you can take PTO, if you could take a short leave of absence, um, I know a lot of people can't afford it, um, especially like an extended one. But the first thing I would say is just really take a step back and kind of assess the situation Um for me, I have very specific long-term goals, but I also leave room for flexibility and I leave room for God. And so what I am trying to do is just make sure that I am not trying to be so in control of my life that I'm not open to it going a different way, but to also be very firm about the opportunities that 
you know, the opportunities that you want and the places that you want to see. I read this um, quote on Instagram the other day and it was like, you know, we'll never be this young again. Live it up. And no matter how old you are or how young you are, you will never be this age again. And so for me, I witnessed so many people give their life away to a job that just no longer serve them. They can no longer serve each other because it's a two way street. And you stay in these roles because you're comfortable. You stay in these roles because you are afraid to leave or the pay is good. And depending on what season you're in, your job may genuinely serve you, right? And it may genuinely serve you long term. But if you do identify with being someone that's ambitious, if you do identify with someone who you may not always want to climb up the ladder, but you may want to, you know, move around and see what else is out there and what you enjoy. Um, ultimately, I find that being aligned with God really guides me because I know when I am serving and when I am just being a placeholder. And so I always take my decisions to God and say, you know, is this where you want me to serve? Is this how you want me to serve? Um, So if you're taking some time to reflect and really, you know, you're kind of getting that feeling that, hey, maybe it's time to move on. Um, I would say you're getting beat your burnout. So looking at what are your coping skills right now? If you are constantly complaining at work, if you're constantly exhausted, if you're unmotivated in your job, um, take a look at some of those things, you know? So the first thing I would ask, I would want you to ask yourself is why do I want to leave and be very clear be very, very clear. Not like I'm tired, but like write down specifically like what work you enjoy doing, what work you don't enjoy doing. Maybe it's team interactions. Maybe it's um, unrealistic expectations. Maybe there's not clarity around what you're doing. You know, some of these things before you leave, you can address, right? So if I had a team culture that wasn't positive, I would look at what are some ways that I can actually help build this team culture before I decide to leave. Um, I am someone that every two to three years, I'm ready for something new, not necessarily ready to leave my company, but you know, I tend to kind of jump in, see issues very clearly and then fix them. And so I'm kind of like, now what? So I'm one of those people where I need like consistent challenges in order for me to stay in a role. Um, You may be someone who, you know, understand what what keeps you engaged in a role, what keeps you engaged in a job. Um, If it's just bedside nursing, what what makes you show up every day? You know, the thing that made us a first year nurse isn't going to be the same thing that motivates us as a three or four year nurse. Um, So pay attention to some of those subtle things that show you what direction you want to go in. Also, don't be afraid to have conversations with people. And, you know, if you are looking at other departments, if you are looking at other areas or specialties of nursing, you know, do some research, right? Because I often find that we're running from one issue and we end up jumping right back into another issue. And so just making sure that, you know, the reasons why you want to leave, you're very firm in those reasons. Um, 
and also very patient. So one of the things that I did early in my career that I have definitely learned to get better at is to be patient with change. Like I'm the type of person where if I see a problem, I want to fix it right then and there. And I remember reading this quote and it was like, the day you recognize the problem doesn't have to be the day you solve the problem. And that was meaningful for me because that allowed me to put some space and time and energy between the things that I wanted to see changed, whether it was my schedule or staffing or my responsibilities or how we were doing things or if I had a better way of doing it, whatever it was that I wanted to see changed, if it didn't change right away I was over it like full-blown over it you know and this is 25 year old Kalia so I think for you all identify what skill you need to grow in because no matter how much our jobs we can blame our jobs for being toxic for not paying us enough for being unsatisfying no matter how much they contribute It is also our responsibility to make sure that we are owning our career happiness. Um, So knowing when to leave, knowing why you're leaving, really understanding burnout um, and how you're coping with it. The next thing I would say is create a plan. And I always say create a plan because I think when you just kind of A, when you wait too late to create a plan, you end up scrambling. And we kind of talked about this when we when I did the episode on interviewing and, you know, kind of changing jobs. But if you wait until the straw that broke the camel's back, you're going to make a lot of impulsive decisions. And to me, impulsive decisions, they may give you, you know, kind of that oomph that you need to go look for jobs or you know they may give you that push but they also run the risk of you making a very irrational or illogical decision and so um, if you have a plan and you know what you want to do next and you know you're open to pursuing that then you know put your plan in place and put a timeline on it also understand timelines may change But put a timeline on it and really understand like what you want and why you want it. Um, Again, sometimes we are running from things that are us, right? Like I noticed that we tend to jump jobs when there's conflict, right? And because we don't know how to deal with conflict on a job, we assume that the the only rational answer is to leave this job. But what I've learned staying with a company, my last company I was with for four years, what I learned, it's kind of like a relationship, right? There are going to be issues. There are going to be just things that go wrong. But you have to determine long term what you're willing to give and what you're willing to tolerate in that relationship. And it may not always look perfect. 
And so if you are, maybe you have a savings goal, maybe you need another year of experience, maybe you want to switch areas, whatever it is, whatever is keeping you at your job, understand that it's a mutual relationship. So they're not going to always please you and you're not going to always please them. And that that's where you're kind of trying to find the harmony between what where you're at and what you're looking for. So make a list of some of the things that you want in a job and not just the pay and not just the type of patients you want to work with, but make a really clear list of like, and this is where I get into manifesting, make a really clear list of what you want to experience, right? Um, I know for me, I just, I want to be able to create change and I do my best when I have the freedom and the boundaries to do that and so a lot of that has to do with how I'd like to be managed right like give me what you want give me the deadline and then let me go out and create it and be free um and that that works for me I don't work well with being micromanaged um I work well with having like a very fluid schedule so these are just some examples of when I decided to transition to another role I I didn't want to leave unless it could meet the majority of my requirements I wanted a very fluid schedule I wanted something where if I had to be there at eight and I didn't get there to eight oh five excuse me, and I didn't get there to 805, I'm not going to be reprimanded because I need to be fluid, right? As long as I get my work done. And that could be a very millennial way. I've heard that before. Millennials, you know, we don't like punching in and punching out at a specific time. And again, this is also for administration roles. Now, if I was definitely working the floor and I knew that my patients depended on me and the previous nurse depended on me, that rule would be different, right? I wouldn't necessarily need that that much fluidity because I know my job is to clock in and clock out at 6:45 and 7:15. So also understand the constraints of the role, right? So if you have dreams of working remote, then bedside might not be where you stay. You might need to get into something that's more home health or something that's more nursing technology. So understand what you're going to give up in order to meet your list of needs um something else that was really important to me was i i enjoy having creative control and that means that you know if we're designing something or we're creating something from scratch you know i want the freedom to kind of like play around and see how it works and research it and look at what's best practice and so being in an environment where and i mentioned this before being micromanaged it kind of suppresses some of the creativity, right? And so I'll say the next thing you guys should do is make a list of what your gifts are. Now, this one is, I think it's going to be interesting because it may not always be what you're good at, right? You could be really, really good at something, which could be your gift, but also make sure you enjoy it. So your gift is going to be that thing that you're both good at and you enjoy because if it's just the thing that you're good at things that you're good at is a skill it, it could be something that you did for five years ten years and you are good at it but you may not love it right so make a list of all the things that you're good at and then put like a star or circle the ones that you absolutely love right start with your current 
you know, role where you're at, start with some of your hobbies, start with your side hustle, start with the thing that people tells you, tell you that you're really good at, right? What do you enjoy? Sometimes you may have to go a week or two, right? In your normal routine and just kind of note in your mind what things make you happy and what things you dread, right? Maybe you're at work and you love talking with the patients, right? So you want something that's more patient focused, but um, maybe not that much charting or you want something that is more flexible instead of 12 hour shifts, um, but you're still willing to travel, you know, put write it all down, put it put it all out there. I think that there are jobs that we need to do and there are jobs that we want to do. And the goal as you climb in your career is to get closer to the jobs that you really want to do. Um, and I will say starting out, you'll do a lot of jobs that you don't want to do. And I, I personally think that's okay. I think that when you build the skill set and when people see that you deliver on the things that you said, they'll be more willing to give you the things that you want. Um, so you really can't move or go to another job until you're very clear on why you're leaving, you know, what you want from your current job or your next job. I'm sorry. And um, just really understanding what that's going to take. So there was um, the role that I just entered into. I interviewed for this job and it took two months and seven interviews. (laughs) And I say that because it took a lot like that was it was an extremely long process. And I'm always so blessed because I feel like God gives us exactly what we need. And so in this process, I had to buckle down, I had to manage two, you know, kind of different roles. And I kind of had to be in two different spaces at once. And so what I mean by that is what what is what kept me in my current position may not be the only thing I needed for my next position, especially if your next position is a level up. You're going to have to man for lack, for lack of a better word, you're going to have to boss up. Right. And so a lot of during that interview, it was how would you handle these things and what would you do in these circumstances and how would you manage, you know, certain things. And I couldn't answer those questions from the space that I was in now because the space that I was in now, someone else was telling me what to do. Someone else was giving me direction. But what do you do when you have this kind of leadership hat on? And again, I speak from a leadership perspective because that's my area. But any role, if you're transitioning from ortho to cardiac, right, understanding what what would a cardiac nurse do? So always remembering to put yourself in that space so that you can better answer those questions. And so you can better get an understanding of what that role would entail. And I remember, you know, just being so humbled um, on one of the interviews, I answered the question and the lady, I mean, she was the executive director and she looked me in the eye and she was like, that is a great answer. Now, what would you do as a leader? And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with not having the first, the right answer the first time. But what I will say is your growth is going to push your mindset, right? And it's going to push you past the places that you're currently at. And 
it's going to require you to be very, very clear, right? So imagine being at work and you're so frustrated and you're like, I would do these things differently and I would do this. When you go to transition, speak on that. Advocate for yourself. You know, there were, I just can't emphasize enough, the last two months, there were so many things that challenged me to think differently and so you know if you're trying to really figure out what you want to do understand that it's always going to come with a challenge it's always going to come with some type of conflict or some type of opposition so really get clear on what you want to do and what you love and why you love it because something is going to anchor you while you are going through these transitions and while you're going through these changes um, just a couple of other smaller things that, you know, I experienced, um, is be very, very careful with who you tell what you're interested in. And I know as minorities, you know, we've tend to, it, this is my experience. I don't always want to speak for everyone. I've gotten burned a lot with telling people what my plans were, right? And don't get me wrong. We we learn from our parents. We learn from our culture to keep things, you know, keep things private. This was a really interesting transition because I had to engage my leadership team. So once you start to really under like really get firm with the fact that you want to leave, you may need your leadership team. You may need your coworkers, and that's okay. It is natural to need a letter of recommendation. It is natural to want to switch specialty areas or switch into leadership or grow in your career. I think that that we have been taught that we're not supposed to want more. And that is that was the biggest mindset shift that I had to break and overcome, right? And so you have this ambition in your heart, whether it's to be an entrepreneur, whether it's to create change somewhere, whether it's to um, join a department and align with their goals, whatever it is that's in your heart, you, you want to express it, right? But in our history, um, in our career history as minorities, we've often been stifled when we say that we want more, right? Either we're ignored, we're overlooked. Um, there were times where I've been mocked before. Um, I remember telling one of my bosses that I had a meeting with a representative and it was actually the director at Yale University for their DMP program. And I always wanted to go to an Ivy League school. It was just something that I really wanted to check a box, but it was just something that was just so honorable to me is just to go to an Ivy League school. And I didn't see a need for it in undergrad for nursing. Um, my master's degree, I could have, but I, I, I liked where I got my master's degree from. So it was just like, wow, what if I got my doctorate from Yale? And so I set up a call and um, I was at work, but it was like the end of the day. And I, I went into her office and I was like, hey, I'm going to be on a quick call. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's, you know, one of the directors from Yale. Um, she looked over my application and, you know, they think I have an excellent chance of getting in. And so we're just going to kind of do like a pre-screen kind of interview to make sure it's what I want. And so, you know, she was like, OK, great. 
this interview went so well. They were so supportive. They were so helpful. They believed in everything I was saying about diversity and inclusion. They supported the research that I wanted to do. And I just, I left feeling very excited. And so a couple of days later, um, I'm, you know, we were in my boss's office and she made a comment. She's like, oh, because you're going to Yale, right? And I was like, ooh, like it just kind of stung. Like it just kind of, you know, it just kind of crushed me a little bit, right? And so, A, you should never give anyone that amount of power over your goals and your dreams. And you should never allow other people's comments and responses to dim your light or kill your ambition. But the honest, you know, the reality of it is when we continuously have those situations where we are sharing that we want more in our career with those around us at work and we are met with comments like that, it makes us not trust them, you know, and it, it makes us not trust them with our goals and our dreams and the things that we wanted. Um, I ended up not choosing Yale because it was about 35000 a year. And um, I don't got bread like that. But be safe, though. Right. Like, I don't have it. But if if I genuinely wanted it, you know, I, I believe this guy always makes a way. And I believe if you really want something to go and get it. Um, I was very lucky to find a program that offered those same benefits, that same support. It was more local and at a lower cost and just as locally prestigious. And so I appreciate that. But um, that in, that is an example of why when we are leaving, when we're growing, when we are transitioning, you know, we have to protect our energy. And so I share that with you because you will need your coworkers. You will need your bosses. You will have to sit down and say, hey, I absolutely love it here. Maybe you don't. Doesn't matter. Say it anyways. I absolutely love it here. Um, but these are the challenges that I'm having or these are the things that I am looking forward to. And I am going to go and pursue those things. And what I have found when I am honest with myself and I'm honest with the people around me is that you feel more free every other move that I've made in my career it's had to be a secret right and it's had to be me acting like I really didn't want something that I not only was good at but I was also other people knew I was good at and I wanted and I had to hide that and there is a corporate kind of culture where you don't always say like I want this job or I want to do this next but you still show your ambition and you still show that you're hungry and I just felt like other people could show that they were ambitious other people around me could show that they were hungry but if I did it I felt like I had to dim my light I had to act like I didn't have an organization outside of work or that I wasn't involved in the community or, you know, I had to be humble about my suggestions because I didn't want people to think I thought I was better than them. And when you're in that culture for a long time, you start to believe it's true. 
it's kind of like being a caged animal. Like, you know that you belong in the wild and you know you have natural instincts that make you survive in the wild. And you know you have these gifts and these talents and these things that you want to do, but you stay in this cage because it's safe and it's because this is where they told you 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 belong. And so... I don't know if you guys have had that experience before, but I am just kind of sharing my perspective on it, um, that this transition really showed me that you have to be clear, you have to be honest, you have to be direct, um, and that doesn't mean that you have to leave on bad terms. That doesn't mean you have to have conflicts. That doesn't mean you don't do your work or you, you know, or that it you know it doesn't mean that you're better than anybody it just means that you chose to stand up for yourself and to advocate for yourself and i find that is very hard for us to do as minorities particularly because we don't have support at work we don't have people saying i understand you would make a great cardiac nurse nurse practitioner uh PACU nurse whatever we don't have someone saying you would do excellent at case management or quality improvement you're so numbers driven we don't have people who see our light and encourage us in our workspace they either see it and they ignore it they act like we are doing too much or they make us feel like you know you're just like everybody else when you know on the inside you're not. And so I just encourage you all to follow your own lights and to be a beacon of light for other people. Um, you never know who is looking at you and who it, who needs that courage and that motivation to take a step in the right direction, to take a step out of things that no longer serve them, um, you know. I would say operate in confidence and in courage when you are making your moves. Um, also, I applied, I would honestly say I applied to over, let's say 15 jobs. I applied to over 15 jobs. I probably interviewed for four or five and got one. You know, so whatever those odds look like, you know, don't get discouraged if you're applying for roles and they're not exactly, you know, what you want. Step out of your box and look at your list and say, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is the experience I want to have. But be open to, to how you gain that experience. Um, one of the things that I was looking for was I know clinically you know, I have 10 years of history behind me. Um, in the last couple of years, I've switched over to more administration and education, but I really wanted to build my operations kind of skill set, my operational muscle. Um, I felt like I was really good at operations. I felt like I was really good at seeing like an organization and a system as a whole and kind of keeping those pieces moving and how they all interact with each other. And so it was important to me to find a role that I got some operations experience. I also wanted something that I could do strategy. I felt like I was a good strategist. I could come up with ideas. I could see how it impacted everyone across the board. And so those were things that I, w I was tapped on the shoulder and told to kind of sit down, quiet down, stay in my place. And those weren't the things that I wanted to stay in my place about. So you know, don't be afraid to kind of flex 
at what you're good at and find what you're good at. You know, I think we're all good at something. I think that if you were to ask people around you what you thought you were good, what they thought you were good at, you'd be surprised at what those answers are. Um, You'd be surprised at some of the things that people see, but they don't say anything, right? And so when you rely on that validation from people around you to make you feel good, then you may not always feel good because people people aren't going to always tell you what you're good at for different reasons. Some figure you know you're good at something. Others are like, oh, they think that they're better than me. I'm not going to tell them that they're good. So, you know, don't be afraid to tap into your network and say, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about um, what my next move is. What do you think I'll be good at? And, you know, you'll be surprised at what direction people take you in and the things that you can explore. So that's really what I have for today. Um, I would just encourage you guys to sit down, come up with a plan, um, examine yourself first and how you're coping with your current role, how you're coping with burnout. Um, Really understand why you want to leave and be very specific about what it is that you want moving forward. Don't be afraid to dream big, to manifest it. Um, And again, it's not just about the work you want to do. What experiences do you want to have? I said that I wanted to work on a more culturally diverse team. And guess what? I have a team that is Hispanic. I have a black leadership team. I have, I mean, it's so diverse. I have Asian coworkers. I have, and and that to me was something that until now, until 10 years in nursing, I had never experienced. I had never experienced a high performing team that was also diverse. And so what that does is that opens my mind because I know it's possible, right? Like that's what we're fighting for. That's why we want diversity. But to see it in action, like to feel it, the culture is very different. On my interview, I was asked, hey, what's next for you? What do you want to do next? How can we help you think, feel, and get beyond this current role? And that was that was mind-blowing to me. I had never had a leadership team in my whole 10 years of nursing. I never had a leadership team that asked me what I wanted to do next. Think about that. When, when you are so ambitious or when you are passionate or when you are good at anything you do, can you imagine how frustrating that would be when no one no one has asked you, what do you want to do next and how can I help you get there? So to me, that's all. That's what understanding what your experience is like, what the culture is like. I wanted a diverse culture. I wanted something that was focused on helping people. We are extremely student centered. I mean, every decision that is made, it is with students at the forefront. And and I know we do it in the hospital and we do it um, with patients, but um, it just feels good. It feels good to be in a good place. Um, and so I, I say, Make your decisions accordingly. And if you want to know where I'm working with, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I really want to make sure that um, in addition to us, you know, 
working as nurses that we're really building our professional muscle that's really important to me that you know not only do we show up with um, good character and personalities not only are we knowledgeable and experienced but we kind of we're cloaked with this layer of like professionalism that shows people like we know how to operate in these spaces and um so I am very excited and I'm excited for everything that it's a lot of nurses that have reached out to me and they have left the bedside and they're getting excellent roles. One of the girls that I just was able to watch from a bedside nurse just got into quality improvement and I'm so proud of her. I am always proud to hear your stories of how you're transitioning and how you're motivated to try something different, start something on your own, tell people no. I mean, uh, we're we're doing amazing as a culture. And so I just want to keep us inspired. I want to keep us motivated. Reach out if you guys have any questions on transitioning in your careers, growing in your careers, if you need a nursing mentor. Um I will try to check in more often. I we are in quarter we're in quarter two or three. We're in quarter three now. So I'm, I may do a podcast on how to kind of meet your goals, like your year goals by breaking things into quarters. I operate in quarters and I think it's a great way to kind of gauge your progress. But for now, these are some of my like gems that I learned from transitioning in my career. I hope it helps you guys reach out if you need anything. Follow me on Instagram at Black Girl Blue Scrubs. You guys can always visit the website if you want to learn more about the organization, blackgirlbluescrubs.org. And again, until next time, peace.